0: You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. A couple of months ago, Brian sent out a newsletter that talked about video games and, more specifically, their reset buttons. Around the same time, an Instagram post caught my attention. I follow a page called Anxiety Within, and they basically post relatable insights and raise awareness about what anxiety feels like. And here's what the post said. Being 18 to 25 is like... Playing a video game where you've skipped the tutorials and you're just sort of running about with no idea how anything works. Being 25 and older is like later on in the game when you've figured out how things work. You've made like poor leveling decisions along the way and you're now horribly underpowered for what you're supposed to be doing. And from all the video game talk, I thought about, I thought more about reset buttons. How do you hit the reset button on life and furthermore, what do life resets even look like? Eventually, I got curious enough to look for answers. As I mentioned, this started with a newsletter that Brian sent out titled How Nintendo Teaches Us to Pray, and it was sent out back in the later end of March, around the start of quarantine. And in this newsletter, Brian talked about how we all were having to readjust the changes in our normal routines, and how it reminded him of playing Nintendo. Occasionally, games freeze up, and the only option is to reset the game station, which means you don't get to pick up where you left off. You can start wherever the game was, you know, last saved or worse, you're booted back to the beginning. Either way, you have to repeat things you've already done and go through levels you've already completed, except now you're able to move through the game faster because even though you're restarting, you know what to expect and you have a better understanding of how to move through each level and beat the bosses. As a more relatable example, you're, say you're trying to Finish an important project online and somewhere in all the uploading and downloading the internet decides to go down or your computer decides to crash. As far as the internet goes, your options are unplugging the modem, hit the reset button, or you have to call the provider and they can reset things from there in. On the computer side, you may have to restore the system to an earlier date or take it in for repair. Who knows, you might even need a new computer. Regardless, once you're back up and running, you have to do... You have to redo certain things, but you're able to recover quickly and pull your resources back together. In addition to that, while putting the pieces back together, you come across new ways your original project could be improved, making your overall result a little bit better. With all the reset talk, you know, how do we reset our lives? Of course, I had to consult my good friends Google and YouTube about what hitting the reset button actually entails from the ones I read and the videos I watched, I started seeing this common theme. Somewhere in the first few sentences, they mention a variety of similar feelings. These feelings of restlessness and boredom, or being stuck in the mud. There are also references to life feeling dull. And then they trickle on to say something along the lines of, take an inventory of your life, remove anything that wastes time or isn't beneficial, and develop a new vision for your life. Other articles focus on, you know, stepping away from routine and having a bit of a recharge period. But between thinking through Brian's newsletter and seeing what Google and YouTube had to say, I noticed something. Though both are about reset buttons, one focused on how outside circumstances kind of force us to reset, like when the game freezes or the internet goes down, and the other focused on how our internal feelings can prompt us to reset, kind of like feeling stuck. In other words, it turns out there's basically two reset buttons. When we feel the need to do things differently, like we need a bit of a jump start to keep going, it's more of a voluntary reset. Said another way, they're the resets we want to do, and they're the ones we actually can control. Instead of focusing on the voluntary, I'd rather talk about the other kind of reset. Brian called called it a forced reset. They're the ones that are outside of our control. They're the ones that cause us to rethink how we usually do things. Let's be honest, they're the ones that bother us the most. Hitting the reset button is one thing. Life hitting the reset button for you is something else entirely. In these kinds of reset, the question becomes, what do I do? For some, the forced reset could be losing a job. For others, it could be the unrepairable damage done to the home after a storm passes through the neighborhood. Then again, the past three months themselves have been a reset button for the entire planet. We now have to take our health more seriously and we have to think, we have to rethink how we interact with people. Going out in general now looks different compared to six months ago. So life has handed us a reset and even though we didn't want one, we can't undo it. So what do we do? First things first stop and breathe probably not a bad idea to do that every now and again when we have bumps in the road or the unexpected hits it's easy for the big picture to become blurry forced resets are like climbing a mountain you're scaling along and suddenly an avalanche just pushes you right back down and when that happens it feels like you have to start over when in actuality you aren't back at the bottom of the mountain you've only you know scaled back about a hundred yards or so Once we take a breath and we gather ourselves, we also have to recognize what's important at that moment. And while we're at it, we should, you know, take a moment to be thankful for what we still have. Whether that be, you know, the roof over our heads or the food we still have to eat. Next, we have to pick up where we left off, knowing that moving forward will be different. The snow will be thicker going back up the mountain. Going to the grocery store will either require, you know, more precautions or experimenting with home delivery services. During a forced reset, we may have to do things differently. But sometimes it can be for the better. Though a forced reset seems daunting, it can also be an opportunity for us. Brian ended his newsletter by explaining how a forced reset is an opportunity to build new habits, whether they be physical or mental or maybe even spiritual. While we're already in the process of adjusting, we can adopt new habits into our normal routine. Like I said earlier, when we have to reset the game or start that project over, we're able to find places where we can improve. As our worship leader, our last in-person worship service was March 8th. And then due to the growing concerns over the coronavirus, we canceled service for March 15th. I was able to sleep in that Sunday. If waking up at 8 a.m. rather than 6.15 counts as sleeping in. On March 22nd, we streamed our first virtual worship service live from the Citrus Grove House and the following Sunday I started leading worship from home. It's definitely a bit of a curveball compared to being in person with our congregation. At first it was uncomfortable being in front of a being in front of the camera. Still kind of is. But over time I've gotten used to it and it's almost like worshiping alone but knowing that I'm still worshiping with others. And every week has become its own little challenge and Over the last month and a half, I've actually enjoyed it. At the bare minimum, to do worship, all I would need is basically a laptop with a built-in camera and Wi-Fi. And it's not going to look good or sound good, but technically, to get the job done, that's what I would need. Then from there, it's progressed into web cameras and cameras, the ideal internet speeds and microphones. Then you can factor in other things like audio interfaces, sound mixers, And even more microphones, because microphones are fun. And it can get more complicated than that. Compared to virtual worship, in-person worship is so much more easier for me. But working every week to improve my side of virtual worship has been a really fun reset for me. Don't get me wrong, I'd definitely rather have in-person worship. But I've been able to learn new things during this time. And develop new habits that I hope will stick after life reverts back to the new normal. But that's all I have for this episode. But before I wrap up, I want to share what the Bible says about the unexpected and about resets. When the Israelites were exiled from Jerusalem and sent to Babylon, the prophet Jeremiah sent a letter to them speaking on behalf of God. And Jeremiah 29, verse 11 through 13 says, For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not disaster, to give you future and a hope you will call to me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And then Proverbs 3, verse 21 through 26 says, don't fear sudden danger or the ruin of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from the snare. And with that, I thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode useful in some way, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.